0: All right, let's do this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck nicks? What the fucksters? What the fucks the Bulls? What the fuck O'berry thins? What the fuck knuckles? What is that? I like that one. Look, I don't know. How are you? Nice to see you again. I'm Mark Maron. Nice to meet you. This is WTF. Thank you for listening. I would like to apologize to the people of Charleston, South Carolina. I am not going to be there. I said I was going to be there the last show, but I am not. I'm going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina, on August 14th through uh, through the sixteenth of August, at the comedy zone. Apologies to those people in Charleston who might have gotten excited and then gone to my website and said, "What the fuck is he talking about?" My mistake. Look, today on the show, the very funny Rebecca Corey is here. Uh, she's not only funny and uh, a live wire. But she uh, she's the organizer uh, of Stand Up for Pits. It's an advocacy group dedicated to stopping animal abuse, specifically against pit bulls. And she did that big march on Washington last month. Uh, She has some future events coming up. If you want to go to Stand Up for Pits to learn more, I would do that. I would do that if I were you. Before I get to her, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chat a bit. I'm gonna be talking to uh, my buddy Jesse Thorne in a minute too for a few minutes about his boat ride thing that I refused to go on and that I had to pull out of last year, much to uh, the chagrin of people involved. I apologize for that. We had to start shooting a TV show. What, Mark? You have a TV show on the air? I do, Marin, on IFC on Thursday nights, ten o'clock East and West, and nine o'clock in the middle at some places. Tonight's episode, if you're listening to this on Thursday, the 5th of June, revolves around the very real event of the departure and mysterious disappearance of My Cat Boomer. A year ago to the day that I started shooting season two, so in other words, the day I started shooting the first season of my TV show, My Cat Boomer disappeared. And to this day, I hope, I hope as you know, that Boomer lives. I hope that. The best I can hope for is that he's comfortably uh, living in a nice air-conditioned place where he's he's eating on a never-ending supply of yummy wet food out of spite against my insistence on dry food, just because it's more practical and it's easier for me to deal with. So tonight's episode of Merlyn revolves around the day that Boomer disappeared, um, and I it's it's uh, you know some of my uh, some of my episodes are a bit touching, folks, a bit touching, but I'm very proud of my show. And I'd like you to watch it. So that's tonight on IFC or after if you want to DVR. You know, Marin is the name of the show. Now, getting back to date, I will be in Chicago, Illinois at the first annual 26th annual Comedy Festival on June 14th. On the 24th of June, I will be at the Lawrence Arts Center. That's in Lawrence, Kansas. On the 25th of June, I will be at the Firebird in St. Louis, Missouri. The 26th through the 28th, I will be at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana. And then I'm going to be doing a bunch of dates on the Oddball Fest this year. These are dates in Austin, Dallas, Houston, Tampa, Charlotte, North Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, Denver, Colorado. Ooh, I'm going to Red Rocks. I'm going to perform at Red Rocks on that stage. That's why I went. That's why I took that date. I'll also be at the Mountain View uh, Shoreline Amphitheater in Mountain View, California, and the Verizon Amphitheater in Irvine, California. On that oddball festival business. So there's that. I'm also going to be at the North by Northeast Tech Conference in Toronto. Okay, I am doing the keynote up there. That's soon, that's in a couple of weeks. So, have not been feeling great, did not know what it was. So, on uh, Monday morning, I went and I got a MRI. It was my first MRI. I was excited about it. I think uh, I think everybody remembers their first MRI, don't they? Now, some of you know I um, I've been having these uh, symptoms. My hands and feet are tingling, and now I've got pressure in my sinuses, and you know, and one of my ears keeps you know popping, and I've got weird headaches here and there, and bing and bang and boom and what have you apparently because everything is going so well in my life i've decided to reward myself with a deep and and very real to me cancer fear that's how my brain works hey man finally everything's going pretty good i'm dying i'm dying and so i focused on that went to the neurologist and he found no evidence of neuropathy no evidence of mobility problems. No evidence of anything. My reflexes were very good, actually. He was kind of a cranky guy. I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed going to him. I like uh, doctors that seem a little over it, but still very focused. So finally, I'm going to go get my MRI. Never had an MRI before. It's a machine that takes up the entire room, and they lay you down, and they put your head in sort of a braced position, and they sort of wheel you in. And you just sit there in a tube with your head in a tube. And then this piece of high-tech equipment makes more fucking noise than than I've ever heard a machine make uh, that should be a high-tech machine. Literally, the process of an MRI is sort of like you sitting there going like, what's that sound? What's wrong with this machine? Is this an old one? Why is it fucking clanking like that? couldn't they make it a, a quieter machine what's going on inside the machine and i started to have a panic about my fillings is it going to suck my fillings through my skull because they took my keys and they took the metal what about fillings am i going to pull one of my is it is my filling gonna like is it going to go on and like a bullet my fillings are just gonna pop out of the top of my head clearly you know they, they that didn't happen So here's who I am. So I get this MRI. I'm fairly convinced at this point that I have a large tumor pressing against the inside of my face. I have not been a hypochondriac in a long time, but I was pretty sure I was going down. So I was making plans and trying to figure out, you know, what I would do, you know, when I found out that I had a tumor in my head. And uh, sadly, you know, beginning to drink again was way down on the list. So that means I'm a little more sober than I thought. But, you know, there was there was obviously like, well, I'm going to gonna eat a lot of stuff that i'm usually afraid of and i would probably like to have sex as much as possible and uh i guess i would have to hire somebody with some of the money i've saved just to hang out and um and 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 be there for the whole process this is sad jeez. so here's where it gets weird so i get the mri and then I, you know there's a tech there's a guy that that runs the machine while you're there so now I'm convinced that I have a, a tumor, at least, you know, the size of my brain in my brain. And I get out of this tube and this tech says, uh, you did fine in there. You know, you did well in there. And I'm like, well, thank you. he And he says, yeah, it's, uh you know, not everybody does that well, but you did well. And I said, oh, so you saw it? He goes, yeah, I'm mean, the tech. I saw, I, yeah, I saw the MRI. And I'm like, well, what, what, what'd what you think of the MRI? How, how did it look? He goes, well, I'm not a... I'm not a doctor, so I can't really comment on it. But you, I said, but you know, yeah, I mean, was it okay? He's like, I really can't. And then as I'm walking out, he goes, take care of yourself. Like that. Take care of yourself. Did you hear my tone just then? Take care of yourself. So, of course, I walk out of there going like, oh, fuck, I'm done. Did you hear that? And now I've got to drive in my car going like, does he say that to everybody? That that sounded loaded to me take care of yourself like i got a struggle ahead so i'm freaking out about that and then i want to get the results as soon as possible so he also tells me that like what's going to happen is they're going to he's going to send the mri to the lab they're going to rip it to a cd and then uh, the radiologist will do a report they'll mail the cd to my doctor uh, and the report as well snail mail it's like, what the fuck? What do you got to commit to this old paradigm for, man? Snail mail, are you fucking kidding me? It, don't they realize that people are panicking and freaked out? It's a big deal. Like, it'll probably be three or four days because we got to mail it by Pony Express to your doctor. That was a little livid. So I'm working angles. I'm like, all right, look, what if you rip it to CD today and you get the radiologist on it today and then I come back here, I pick the shit up and I drive it to my doctor. Like, I'll be the messenger. I'll be the delivery guy. And ultimately, that's what happened. I came back in an hour to radiology. I got the CD. I called up before I came back to see if the radiologist had made a report. I took the report to my doctor. And then I drove over to this guy's office. And I deliver it to his receptionist who says she'll put it on his desk in the morning. He's, he's gone for the day. Fine. And, and everybody's treating it like it's no big deal. It's very weird when you go to a hospital. I had this moment where I realized when I was admitted to the hospital for the MRI that these people work with this every day. Thank God they're there. Thank God for people who have uh, given their life to working with with sickness. Because we're all going to be there unless you go out quick. And it's nice to know that these people are there. And I don't know why I expect them to be concerned and freaked out all the time. They can't really. So I call the receptionist at the doctor's office. I'm like, hey, it's Mark Maron. She goes, hi, can I help you? And I'm like, yes, you can. I dropped the evidence of my brain tumor off at your office and no one's called to confirm my deepest, darkest fear. So I thought I would call you to hasten the process. What's going on? I didn't say that. I says, Mark Maron is wondering if the doctor and she's like, yes, he has it. He'll call you this afternoon. Between 3 and 7. I'm like, what is he? What is he, Time Warner? Between 3 and 7? Fine. So I go about my day. And then the call comes. And I, I'm telling you, man. I thought I had it. And I'm, you know, look, but whatever. I'm a drama queen. What do, you, what do you want from me? So I see the call come in. No no caller ID. I'm like, hello? He goes, yeah, Mark Maron. I'm like, hey, Doc, what's up? He goes, well, I looked at the MRI and you have... Uh, uh, the normal brain for a man your age—that—that that was a little loaded, you know. Like, I mean, I—I I could have gotten into it a little bit with him, like, what—what what, what do you mean exactly? What? But I didn't. I said, so everything's all right. He goes, yeah, it's fine. And I'm like, okay. So uh, there's nothing there. You didn't see anything. He goes, no, it's—it's it's normal for your age. And I'm like, okay. And then I—I, I, the guy was about to hang up. I'm like, thank you very much, doctor. I appreciate it. I go. No tumors, no tumors. He's like what no no and I, I was like all right i'm relieved thank you and i hung up and i don't i don't feel great today either but i gotta track it down so i don't know when this is all gonna end but i am relieved that i do not have a brain tumor now someone tell me what's wrong with me please uh okay look you know i'm gonna talk to my friend jesse Thorne is here and we're going to talk about his boat ride. Jesse Thorne, of course, the guy who got me into podcasting in a way. Uh, I, I, I owe a debt of gratitude to him always. He hosts the show Bullseye on NPR and he's uh, the Max Fun guy. He's got a few other shows he produces. Let's talk to Jesse Thorne. <laughs> Jesse Thorne is in my garage for one reason. Yes, and, you know, I, I approach this from a place of of contrition <laughs> <laughs> and in uh, sadness that I put you in a difficult position, but for me, I think I made the right thing, because I'm not a boat guy, and I think when it came right down to the wire, I think I made the right decision for everybody. I don't think it would have been fun to have me on the boat.
1: I think it would have been fun. Nobody on the thing is a boat person. That's a thing. I mean, think of... Eugene Merman. Yeah. So I do a cruise called Boat Party Not Biz. Right. Last year Eugene was there. Eugene Merman showed up for, for a Caribbean cruise, right, wearing black jeans, yeah, and a black chambray shirt. <laughs> okay. And by the end of it, he was in the pool wearing his black jeans and his black. So ultimately he had a good time but no matter how you slice it he didn't bring the right clothing. He certainly didn't bring them there's no doubt that he didn't bring he should have brought nothing. a black uh, bathing suit, but he wasn't the, he wasn't the he wasn't the only one There was a rock and roll guy there whose band is called i want to say Abba but it sounds like you don't know who autonomy. was on your boat, right? He wasn't a, he wasn't a, um, he wasn't a performer. He just came out. He was a friends with the sound guy. Oh. Um, but he's in a very successful indie rock band and was a great guy. Mm-hmm. I wish I could remember the name of his uh, band. Yeah. But anyway, he came wearing exclusively indie rock clothes, like uh, skinny jeans, and he looked sort of like Jesus. Uh-huh. And he had a freaking blast. Yeah. It's Wait. weird. It's one of those things. Like you- It's the people. It's the people yeah I mean I think the thing that makes a cruise terrifying yeah I'm I uh, I get motion sickness I don't yeah. like the ocean right I don't like the ocean for sort of existential reasons as much as anything else yeah no there's things you can't see under there and when the water's too deep who knows what's beneath you I don't like looking at the horizon oh I don't like being able to see the horizon-huh if I look out at the at the ocean horizon from the beach yeah I find it deeply disconcerting. Because it reminds me that the that my life is not infinite and that I'm going to die. Really, it doesn't waking up do that. Uh, I am able <laughs> to <laughs> keep it at bay, at bay, Mark, at bay without water. Yeah, as long I, as you don't see, if as long as you don't see the water, you can keep it at bay. I think it might happen, like if I was in like the Gobi Desert or something like that. But you have children. Yeah, but they're only half me, and I don't think my consciousness is transferred into them. It is. Well, we'll find out when I die if but they're it, still alive. But aren't they a distraction, at least? They do keep you busy. All right, so this boat trip
0: <laughs> last year... I didn't go, and I was scheduled to go. I felt bad. I had to cancel. I uh, I can't even remember the reason. Your your show was still oh, that's shooting right, then, that's right, and that's right. it
1: got and your your call times got changed. That's right. Which you know it that happened. happens. Yeah, it's show yeah. business. It's, who, it stunk, but it happened. Now, who's going to be on the boat? Who who says they're going to be on the boat this year? All of these people are definitely going to be on the boat this year. List it off. Okay, we got uh, W. Kamau Bell, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Kinane, mm. Greg Barrett. Guy Branham Matt Bronger oh, Tony good. Kameen I love Tony Kameen Timoney's, Tony's great he uh, should host the entire ride I basically that's my feeling about it too he should be there when people get there he should host every <laughs> event on the boat he really is one of those people that you wish could host him and Jimmy Pardo like if they if the two of them could host everything yeah, forever why I not? would be happy yeah uh Chris Fairbanks is going to mm-hmm. be there, one of my favorites. Moshe Kasher, mm-hmm. Karen Kilgariff. Wow. The great Karen Kilgariff. Uh who oh, Natasha Legero is going to be there. So yeah. Moshe and Natasha was that the package? That was the package. I emailed Moshe and invited him and at, at the time I didn't know that the two of them were mm-hmm. dating and he emailed me back, "What do you think of Natasha?" and I emailed him back, "Who do you mean? Natasha Legero? I think she's funny." Mm-hmm. And uh he said, "Oh good, can she come?" <laughs> And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. See, that was, a, that was an amateur move. He should have said, Natasha's coming with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should put her on. Morgan Murphy? Did I say Morgan Murphy? No, you didn't, because
1: I'd remember that. That's a ki- that's a killer lineup of comedians. That's an amazing lineup of comedians. Are there going to be musical guests this year? Yeah, John Roderick is hosting again this year. He's uh-huh. from the band The Long Winters. Mm-hmm. And he is like a, uh, he's a sort of bon vivant, mm-hmm. in addition to being a musician. And uh, so just one musician this year? no all right well t- okay lake the indie pop group out of sure. olympia washington the great group lake they do uh, music on adventure time among other things uh-huh um but wonderful band uh gene gray the uh-huh. rapper gene gray has she ever been on WCF? no she should you should have her on she you guys would have a great time okay um and auntie ballas the oh, yeah. oh, wow, Afrobeat group out of brooklyn huh um 14 so, piece band for i'm bringing a 14 piece band i now, don't know why i made that decision now, besides does, that auntie ballas are so good how does it work so, like, you guys get half a boat? You, we get, like, it may even be less than half a boat. But we get, we get special rooms on this ship. So, yeah. it's a huge cruise ship with a million different, you know, it's not just shuffleboard. Like, there's, like you know, a basketball court and there's a climbing wall food every half hour. There's a, there's literally a place where you can go and get food at any time, mm-hmm. uh, including ice cream, mm-hmm. which is what I tended to go get mm-hmm. at any time. Yeah. And then there's re- fancy meals at fancy meal times. Right. And everybody sits together at dinner. Uh, there's a, like a room where you can go and hang out at any time if you want to go hang out with people. people. Um, and then there's shows at night and we get those showroom at night uh, it's like a nightclub room or something like that But that's you know, your room for the whole the Exa- whole run Exactly And then during the day um, One day you spend on a private island in the Bahamas uh-huh. One day you spend in Nassau mm-hmm. Funky Nassau So it's, that's, known it's two way. stops Two stops In the, the private island's called Coco Key That's where you get a uh, uh, What's that called? A ski-do Okay Get yourself a ski-do now, what That's do, my what recommendation do,
0: a, lot of, a lot of hooking up A lot of people hooking up on this thing Oh, absolutely
1: Yeah well, I mean, there's a there's a whole. It's like not just ho- hooking up. There's hooking up. There's also people bringing children. Okay. So, what <laughs> are you are you concerned? No. Are you concerned about the children that they might remind you of your own mortality? Is that what's yes, going on? Always. Yeah.
0: I, uh, but what it, are there events? Yeah, th- there's the big, workshops and there's things?
1: shows at night and then like uh, Carol Kolb is going to teach a comedy writing class. In fact, her and Tony Kameen, she's married to Tony Kameen. Mm-hmm. They're talking about maybe doing a humor in relationships workshop. Uh huh. Um, they've been married for a long time and Carol is Carol was most recently a writer for community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that, a writer for review with Andy Daly. Andy's mm-hmm. I'm sure been on this sure, show, right? Sure. It's the end of July. July twenty fifth through twenty eighth, I believe it is. Twenty fifth through yeah, and it's a Friday through a Monday. And then on Thursday night we have a party in Cape Canaveral, which is where we set a set sail from. So there's a big party the night before if you're flying in from somewhere. You fly in on Thursday, we give you a cheap hotel room. And how cheap, many nice people, hotel room. How many people did this last year? Hundreds. Really? Yeah, several hundred.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. You're not alone. It's a good time. You could go alone because you'll meet like-minded people if you're into the Jesse
1: Thorne Empire. This is not a thing. Like, you came to Max Fun Con. No, I know. I enjoyed Max Fun Con. Max Fun Con is like a thing for people who are into my empire. This is just a thing for people who like music and comedy. And comedy. Okay. But you are the host of Bullseye. You do
0: run the Max Fun uh, Empire. Uh, Jordan, Jesse, Go. And what are your other shows? Uh, Judge John
1: Hodgman Judge John Hodgman Judge John Hodgman
0: That's your show as well. So so this is this is for people that you know many of my listeners enjoy this stuff. They enjoy comedy. They know the people you just mentioned. And how long is this thing?
1: It's 4 days. I mean it's Friday through Monday. Oh, I should have Friday, Friday, went. Monday. I should have went. Yeah, you could come on. You're the you were the executive producer of your show. You could have rescheduled the shoots. No, that doesn't. You'd, you'd be you'd be surprised <laughs> how how, sh- how quickly that uh, that power drops away. Mark is that's how show business works, right? You, yeah. You reschedule my, my, sh- television show shoots to make room for unpaid cruise? gigs. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it works. My
0: name's on the show. I do what I want, <laughs> unless the network doesn't want me to. All right. Well,
1: Jesse's good seeing
0: you. It's good to see and you. Yeah. Where pal. do they go again? Give me the website. Boatparty.biz. Boatparty.biz.
1: And and guess what? what? Fifty bucks off if they type in Marin. Wow. Fifty dollars. And a lot of people are going, folks. Don't be afraid. Yeah. This is, it's, it's super fun. It's a
0: it's a it's a highbrow mixer. <laughs> it is. It is high <laughs> to middle, middle high, middle to highbrow mixer. So if you just have the haircut, you don't need the brains. <laughs> All right. All right, so now let's talk to Rebecca Corey. She's great. I love her. Let's talk to her.
2: Yeah, I I am one of those people that can have a pack of cigarettes. I can smoke it for, get through it for a month or so and then not smoke for two months. Maybe a one or have some wine and smoke. Like, I'm not, I don't. Really? Yeah, I don't wake up in the morning and go, if I don't, or I don't ever go, if I don't have, I don't do. You it.
0: don't know that feeling of like looking forward to the you know first two or three cigarettes with your coffee in the morning before you go to bed at night. Like tomorrow is okay because I'm going to be sitting at my table with a pack of Marlboro Reds and a fucking strong coffee and I'm going to
1: get jacked.
2: I do know that one. You drop deuces immediately thereafter. Yeah. I know it. I know yeah. it well. I'm no stranger to it. Yeah. I mean, I'm a lady.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: what, do you, what do you go to bed looking forward to the next day? Coffee. Okay.
2: But I don't need to have the cigarette. I never- but you got to have the coffee. You have to. Yeah.
0: You have well, to. Right. Yeah. You have
2: to. But I, I did smoke for, I was married, and so I had a, a husband who was a really heavy smoker. Um, you were married? I, yeah. My uh, r- my real last name is not Corey.
0: I don't know anything about you.
2: I know you don't. I know you don't.
0: I know you're funny. Well, <laughs> I and mean, you got a fucking attitude.
2: <laughs> wait, wait a minute, pot calling kettle. white. <laughs> I didn't
0: say I didn't. <laughs> wait a minute. Look, I, just because I make a statement doesn't mean I'm negating me
2: from uh, right, the all equation. Right. Hell yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I think what well, we met each other once uh, on the Bob and Tom show. I don't think you said anything to me and I'm surprised because I remember you given your attitude no I did
2: I did I, I said I said hello and then I think we even took a selfie we took a selfie together okay selfie photo when was that five, that was like that was six years ago five years what ago what were you doing up there I was performing in Where? Indianapolis
0: which one at the
2: Crackers at the,
0: you were at Crackers headlining yes and how'd I that went. go for you
2: well, I I threw people. I threw, usually when I do crackers, I usually throw a person out every every show for what for heckling, uh huh, and being drunk and stupid. And I go, what do you what are you doing here? Friday do Late you? Show. Yep, both both late shows.
0: Uh huh. Where really? else do you work?
2: Uh, I do I do about ten clubs a year. Six. I've never had a comedy booker in my entire career, so it's only just just do do what I do what I can get ten a year about ten a year six to ten a year. I do Tacoma Comedy Club. I do do wise guys? Wise guys city. in Utah. Yeah.
0: Nothing wrong with that place. Love it. So why are you not in bigger rotation, Rebecca Corey?
2: Because I don't have a comedy booker. I never have ever had a comedy booker. Have you tried? Yeah. Yeah. When I got when I got um yeah, yeah okay. I have have uh sure have. Yeah. Uh I uh got a half hour Comedy Central special. You did it. Yeah, it it's did. in the can. Done. Taped in the can. Killed it? It was all right. I don't care for the outfit. The boots were a poor choice. Whenever I look at it, I'm
0: like... <laughs> I've got a lot of those. What was I thinking?
2: <laughs> when I look at that, I think, are you kidding? And by the way... And this was recently. Well, 2009. Yeah, and but I still, just, you, still, you
0: decided. You're like, was, these are the
2: boots. W- was I an adult? Yes. Did I have... <laughs> <laughs>
0: You, you had other choices.
2: Yeah. yeah. Not only did I have a, a, a lot of choices, but I also had a lead time, a yeah. severe lead time. Sure, months. Went out, went to Bloomie's and Isn't stacked. that weird? We
0: go shopping places we'd never shop before. Never. never shop.
2: And the outfit that I got is so, it is disgusting. You're basically
0: and going out there with someone else's clothing on. Unworn clothing. I, I
2: want to just say something. <laughs> I wore tights. In boots, who does that?
0: Wait, what, who, who instructed you to make the decision?
2: It was me. it, yeah. was, it was me. It was all. You thought me.
0: I'm going to try something new on my special. to <laughs> <laughs> try something new that they're going to record. Yeah.
2: Surprise! I didn't work out bits. Yeah. Surprise! I didn't just you know go out there with some concepts and just wing it.
0: <laughs> I've done that, <laughs> and then you could be bar- embarrassed about two things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dress bad, and I didn't do my (laughs) material.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Flop sweat.
0: All right, so you go out there. Did you ever wear those tights again?
2: (laughs) No, no. No, I haven't. But I've... No.
0: How about those boots?
2: Nope. They're in my closet. I wore them one time.
0: The shame boots? One time on your special? Yeah.
2: You know what? Maybe I'll take them out and wear them to just... Maybe it'll... Maybe it'll make me feel better about that. Uh-huh. It was just a horrible. It was just. It's the worst outfit. And there's a couple of bits I did in in my act. Then you just like I don't know. You know? Do you look back at some bits of yours and go, "What? What? What was that?" I
0: do a lot of unfinished bits. Yeah. I, I like. I. It's not unusual for me to do bits that are half baked on specials and <laughs> TV appearances, and then I just tag them later. There's enough there. <laughs> You sort of get a laugh if (laughs) someone else chimes in that I'm talking to.
2: You don't want to think it through, you don't want to do a
0: I don't, I don't I you know, I I wait till they're delivered to me. I talk and then one day a thing will drop out of the ether Mm -hmm. and it'll be like you know, when I'm cornered and I need it, sometimes it comes. Sometimes it doesn't. I do not do not write them down. It's not the best system.
2: Do you have a half hour special?
0: Several. Okay. I have two on Comedy Central and one on HBO. From 95, I have one from 99. That Comedy Central half hour special, disaster. I got off stage at that special. What are you
2: wearing? What do you?
0: A black suit with a red shirt. Uh-huh. Had short hair. I decided for some reason I'm not real good at picking backdrops when they give you that uh-huh. option.
2: Uh-huh. What'd, you what'd you do for that one? <laughs> Mine too it was horrendous. Yeah,
0: I chose do? a freak show banner. I thought like that'll make sense to people. So it's just a like a sideshow banner with a fat man and a uh-huh. Siamese twins and that kind of thing. You could barely see it. Didn't quite add up. Uh, was, the, it,
2: was it part of a bit? No. Nope. Just your- no,
0: yeah, it's just an idea. I'm like, you know, this is who Great. we are. This is who I am inside. Great. This is a the people will, people who will get it will get it.
2: Yeah, and the people that don't, what do you think?
0: And no one got him. No one got it. And the special was bad. The mm-hmm. audience was bad. The only person that was there for me when I got off stage mm-hmm. was my coke dealer, who was uh, at the uh, the snack table. And he, I got off stage after doing my half hour special. That was difficult. Didn't go well. And he goes, they got roast beef. <laughs> <laughs> that was my big Dude. night. They got roast beef.
2: Did you?
0: <laughs> did some blow. Shortly after that, I stopped doing drugs altogether. Did you the, really? Yeah. The second special I did uh, during my tenure at Air America, which is it was political, and, and the material was really good, and the outfit was okay.
2: What was it? Just one detail at least. I
0: wore some G-Star jeans. Oh, wait, um, were they pleated? No. Good. Uh, G-Star jeans that I was wearing a lot. I wore a yellow Lacoste pullover and a uh, okay. a blue blazer.
2: All right. I'm not mad at that.
0: And uh, my glasses were good. My hair was good. But again, uh, backdrop, not great. What was it? Uh, Backdrop, it was a herd of sheep heading the other direction. Okay, so I was the idea was like they're going. You look, you see me behind me. There's a herd of sheep
2: going the opposite. They're yeah, be, the backs. The you back see end. their sheep's their asses, asses, yes.
0: And there's they put one sheep on stage with me. Mm-hmm. So the idea was like I'm not part of the herd, but during the whole special, a sheep's ass was like right next to my head because <laughs> of the backdrop the whole the whole time.
2: Why did you do that?
0: Because I thought like you know, I'm t- I'm telling the truth, man. I was that was the end of my like. Hey, I'm fucking you know Different. I am. Um well, not different. I'm like you know, like this is. Uh, I'm I'm political, but I'm also seeing things clearly. Don't think like the herd. That was the end of my my Bill Hicks influence. So that they were that. like
2: they were like they represented lemmings. They were like that's you're, right,
0: you're... the herd. Okay. Yeah. Well,
2: that's it's, it's you know what I appreciate the thought. I yeah, can appreciate yeah, yeah, but, that, uh, but uh, nobody would get it. No.
0: Just a sheep on stage and a bunch of sheep's <laughs> asses behind me. That's... I would
2: just immediately think Ireland or.
0: Yeah no 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 I, nothing it, no I, I it was they were all too complicated too deep the framing was not uh, nope all right so you did your special and and what <laughs> yeah. you, you was that did that launch you into the six clubs a year or
2: oh you can't believe the amount of heat that was around <laughs> <laughs> you can't believe it was like <laughs> it was <laughs> like I was getting calls every six months <laughs> <laughs> to do something no. These are just people who, these clubs are just people who have liked what I've done throughout the years, have watched the evolution, that's what my backdrop was, was the evolution of me, Mm -hmm. like all these physical poses. Where'd you start? Uh, Started in LA. You did? 13 years ago, yeah. Where do you come from? Well, I grew up in Seattle.
0: Seattle, Washington.
2: Sure did. Born and raised Kent, Washington, suburb of Seattle.
0: What kind of suburb?
2: disgusting it's the armpit of the state it's a piece of shit it's a pile of shit it's uh it is uh and
0: you grew up there before it became like pristine and moneyed
2: no it's still gar it's still the garbage capital of washington
0: how old how old were you how old are you mind if i ask
2: i will be 43 in a couple weeks
0: Mm -hmm. so you were a child before the big uh microsoft thing or no Was that always there? When did that happen?
2: Yeah, yeah. I was a child before. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the whole Seattle Grunge thing and all that. I was there for all that crap.
0: When you were young.
2: Well, no. I mean, in high school, you could go see Mother Love Bone. You could go see- Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah.
0: Did you do that? No.
2: No, I was into Michael Jackson. Really? Yeah.
0: So that explains the tights and the
2: boots, I guess. (laughs) I don't know what- (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. There is nothing for the rest of my life that will ever explain that. Mm -hmm. Ever. There's nothing- that's a, a horror.
0: I went on Conan wearing a black velvet Nehru jacket.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, was it hot? Leather pants. No, you didn't. Yeah, was leather it, pants. Was it hot?
0: I didn't care. I made a decision. I was like, I'm ready to handle this. <laughs> I did that. There's, there's video footage of it, documented. <laughs> I went that- on. I went on. I went on Conan O'Brien with an outfit that some guy who lived around the corner from me designed and made in his factory that's not true it is it's just this little fat kid who was uh he was uh, a clothing designer he said i'd love to dress you i said that sounds great i'm doing conan in two days so he whipped something up for me i went right out there with it
2: you don't really you don't you just have this unabashed you just don't give a shit
0: no i give a lot of shit i gave a lot of shit back then it's not that i don't give it i i give a lot less of a shit now
2: yeah when you did know? you fully quit giving a shit
0: I think when I started the podcast, I you know I I you know it was done. I was I was over, and I and I think everything you know post that was like gravy. I'm like, hey, all I wanted was to be able to to make a living and hopefully have health insurance, and everything else was like, okay. But Kent, so Kent is where I grew up. Let's paint a picture of the the childhood home.
2: Okay, Dad, push broom, mustache. I'm four eleven, so he tops out about four five. Four, five, 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 six. I mean, not four, five. he would have been a little person. Um, tiny man, yeah. angry, violently angry. Chain smokes Lucky Strikes. I used to eat them when I was five. I used to eat my dad's cigarette butts.
0: So your dad has a huge mustache. That's probably yeah. brown from the, the cigarettes. well he's got
2: he's an italian an angry he looks like super mario brothers what
0: does he do for work
2: he works at boeing of course and and he he air pressure tests airplanes so he crawls around on they they take an airplane and they blow it up with air and he crawls around on his hands and knees and he has a stethoscope thing and he listens for leaks and when he hears a leak he plugs it with what I would imagine some sort of serum. Putty? Yeah. <laughs> well, so brings of- a
0: little, little wad of clay with him and just <laughs> plugs it. Yeah. He's a he's a hole plugger for the new planes.
2: He's in charge of probably potentially our lives. If and you think about it. Would you it.
0: trust him with that? No. Ugh, no. He's okay. he's
2: a he's uh he always had nicknames for all of our neighbors, the like dipshit. Uh-huh. Um, Get, the dipshits lived across the street. Uh-huh. Um, pig farmers
0: uh-huh. uh, were there. Pig farmers?
2: No, he just oh. called them pig farmers. Was he it's uh, morons, dipshits. Was
0: he it, an abusive fellow to you?
2: Yes, very much. In so. what way? Um, always, not sexually. Yeah, but but he was he was violently. You know, I took I took a tumble down some stairs because I've of taken, him. Yeah. Um, I've taken some serious, serious—I would say—mental abuse until I was for eighteen years. Until I was eighteen,
0: and your mom was where?
2: Oh, she's there. She's still there. Well, though they got divorced finally when I was eighteen. Luckily, they stayed together for me. Yeah, so that was great.
0: So she just took that shit.
2: There's actually four of us. Um, four of you? Four of us. I have an older brother, and then I have two little sisters.
0: How'd your older brother turn out?
2: Uh, he last I heard, he just got out of jail for heroin. So he's doing pretty good. <laughs> he's doing. <laughs> He's out. He's doing pretty good, <laughs> what about
0: the younger ones?
2: Uh, one of them went to Jerry Falwell's school on the east coast uh-huh uh, and is a right wing conservative serious christian uh-huh um, and thank God she's you know married to a guy with cankles who looks like a lesbian, and they're raising these children to not. Um, light. understand facts, yeah. yeah, or have knowledge, yeah, uh, and then my other little sister is phenomenal. she's a dental assistant, and she's hilarious, and she's really we're the only ones that speak.
0: were you brought up with the Jesus,
2: yeah, yeah Catholic, we were Catholic. Jesus? yeah, then I was kicked out of Catholic school, yeah, behavior issues.
0: That seems common. That's sure. a good source of material. Sure.
2: Yeah, I haven't touched on it. Why? I don't know. Okay. I feel like Cor- Carlin covered all yeah, that. Yeah, all, all done. We're all set. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, uh, and then thirteen years old, uh, my mom decides to become a reborn. Is it reborn?
0: Born again. Born again mm-hmm. Christian. I don't even think they call them born agains anymore. There's something else now.
2: Well, she was definitely. If you asked her, my mom discovers Jesus. Yeah big time as yeah. though he's they're high-fiving like yeah. that kind of Talk,
0: talking a lot about him
2: S- seeing inspired by wanting knowing all
0: she saw Jesus yeah in things or just she just about. It,
2: he's everywhere He's oh, everywhere, Jesus everywhere. everywhere everywhere. yeah in every action every thought you know all that shit. she got
0: full full th- hook line and sinker
2: yeah just and the then, whole
0: brain went whole gone. brain went Jesus gone yeah gone yeah,
2: yeah. uh Went to Christian a Christian church called Grace Brethren. Yeah, Uh, we would foot wash. Uh huh. This is the thing that we had to do. My mom would say to me, "I had I'm 13 years old. You have to wash another person." It's a baptismal uh, ceremony Mm -hmm. that we did, and uh, then I got full submerged. Mm -hmm. You know where you put the thing on, you sit in the tub, and they do the thing. Mm -hmm. Got that done, Mm -hmm. so I'm all set. There, Mm -hmm. pretty sure heaven is imminent. Uh, and then um, they finally got divorced when I was 18. She remarried some guy from that exact church. Right. Dale.
0: Dale. Also works at Boeing?
2: <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't.
0: Does your father still work at Boeing?
2: No, retired. Dad married a lady. Mobile gums at 33. Got all the teeth yanked. Has uh-huh. fake teeth. Uh-huh. They
0: Mobile gums, is that a thing? Mobile
2: gums is like, if you if you have mobile gums... From what my sister tells me, not the really religious one, but the
0: the, the dentist, sure. she knows, sure. she knows, about, she knows mobile, about mobile gums. Yeah,
2: I've never heard of mobile gums.
0: No, I haven't either. I'm am ready to learn. So
2: my sister's like, "You have mobile gums," which means her gums are like so I believe rotted. Yeah. Or yeah, rotted. Yeah. That the teeth, they 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 so they they they're just moving. They can move. There's no stability in right. the mouth. Right. It's kind of a nightmare if you think about it.
0: A lot of teeth moving around. Well, yeah. So she had all her teeth pulled. Yanked. And she has false teeth. Correct. And your dad is still with her.
2: I, I have not spoken to him in 10 years. Really? He, yeah. He does live in a trail. They do live in a double wide. In Kent. He lives at the ba- a base of Mount Rainier in a double wide trailer. That's and he his has, retirement. Yeah. He's 15 wiener dogs.
0: Okay. 15 wiener dogs in a double wide at the base of Mount Rainier. Mm-hmm. It's pretty is it? I don't know.
2: I I'm not. I don't know. What is what is your your place pretty? Yeah. I'm not sure. A double wide base of Mount Rainier's. But Mount
0: Rainier, I, inarguably, pretty.
2: Yeah. I mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what happened? You're not to
2: gonna. Me? We can't. A mountain is pretty.
0: Yeah. So in his eyes, you know, he's living it.
2: I, I'm not sure. I, I would have to. I I guess. I recently heard he, she left him.
0: Because he's. A madman. He's a madman. So what happened uh, ten years ago to initiate the bad ill will?
2: Well, he's. You go through.
0: Did you visit the trailer at all?
2: I've been there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've been there.
0: You slept in the trailer?
2: No, but there was dog shit all over the place
0: because he's got fifteen wiener dogs,
2: unneutered, unfixed, whatever.
0: Why? Why wiener dogs? I'm not sure. Mm.
2: I'm not sure that that's. I guess that that's his preference. Mm-hmm. But he's a he's a negative, horrible human being.
0: I'm familiar with that syndrome. I had it for many years. <laughs>
2: okay. I don't mean to laugh but
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it.
2: Okay? I know you're I know you're over it, but
0: halfway over. It. I just
2: don't think I don't really think Almost. it's like, I, listen, I don't think <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: keep negotiating. it.
2: I don't think you two are the same person though. I think there's different levels of that. And you I don't see you as that. Look, no. I didn't know you. I mean, I've we've we've met and stuff, but yeah. I, I didn't really know, you know, what you had going on specifically. Yeah, but I just can't see you being. That's in-
0: weird because it's readily available in many different formats. What I've got going on specifically, <laughs> it's just your lack of interest did not compel you that direction. <laughs> <laughs> I've made it nothing but available for decades now. I think it's the the bulk of my work. Okay. The
2: bulk of your work. (laughs) Well, he's a, you know, I don't think he's a a piece of shit. The guy's a piece of shit. So
0: that was just a decision you made. There was no action that occurred that said, I'm done with you.
2: No, it's it's just years and years. It was a decision that I finally made after year, you know, going through therapy and realizing that he's just toxic and negative and horrible. And all he's ever done my entire life was be a horrible parent, a failure as a father. And he, you know, he abused animals in front of me. What um, do you mean? He, you know, went to. A, a, he's got
0: a lot of dogs.
2: He he does now, which is so weird. But when I was growing up, my very first dog barely can even talk about it. Jones, yeah, founder. Ironically, yeah. we, we went on a family trip to Mount Rainier and we just pulled into a gas station and he found this dog. who was in a box, you know, just like a at the gas station. They were giving him away. A yeah. Brought it home. About six months later, he decided that that dog will live the rest of its life tied to a doghouse with like a three-foot-long rope.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And that was it. And it would go... It never could run free it could never do anything he blamed it on us he blamed he would he would say so? he would just say you know that, that that the dog is barking the dog's been barking for three days because you guys aren't out feeding it or taking care of it or sitting with it uh-huh. and by the way the dog had to live in its own human shit i mean its, its own, own shit. dog shit and your, your and,
0: dad wasn't shitting on the dog
2: not that i ever saw right but i <laughs>
0: <laughs> not beyond him not, wouldn't not put it past i wouldn't
2: him. i wouldn't <laughs> and you know just it rains a lot yeah so it was just mud and shit and pee and this rope and the dog was covered in it ultimately ended up dying at like four years old threw it in a wheelbarrow made us get in the car and he was like that's what you that's what you guys did that's what you guys did and I was like it was very very traumatic how old were you um during that I think it's it was four year period so probably the dog Jones probably died around 13 13 and a half You were 13. A, yeah, it was oh, so terrible. That's a horrible time. Horrible. Horrible and he would do crazy shit like I was going to my dance I had a 7th grade dance I remember and my friend came over and we were all I had all you know curl in my hair yeah. crimps hair you know, hairspray Aquanet. just yeah. d- dude it up looking yeah. for a good
0: Good finger grade time. yeah, yeah, good yeah. finger banging. F- good
2: finger banging, and that's, by the way, that's a lost art. That's another thing, but yeah. I'm hoping it comes back.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I think that was the first time I finger banged a girl. Is seventh grade? Yeah, yeah, seventh grade. I didn't know what to do. I, sure, I, I did not have any craft. At that time, yeah. I was just happy to be in there uh, and <laughs> wiggled it around a little bit. Uh, felt the territory. Uh, had no idea what it was supposed to do. Uh, smelled my finger uh, after. Uh. <laughs>
2: now,
0: <laughs> very proud of myself.
2: Now, how did she respond?
0: I'm not sure. I, I was. I so... can guarantee
2: you, I know how she responded. What's Ow. Uh
0: huh.
2: I bet she was like, "Ow."
0: I don't think I was violent.
2: Well, yeah, I know, but thirteen-year-old boys. I mean, just like I'm. I remember. I was big into, you know, I, I just I, didn't,
0: didn't have no idea what was well, supposed to happen. I down know. there. I just wanted to feel it. Right. I was, I, you know, I was amazed that there was more than one hole. You know, when someone <laughs> told me that there was like there was an asshole and then there's the uh, vagina hole and then there's the hole they pee out. Of. I'm like, this sounds complicated. <laughs> so, <laughs> how will I know I'm not in my finger's not in the asshole when I'm in there? Because you gotta go through the pants. You're not gonna be naked at seventh grade. Right. How do we know? Right. And I how gotta, did you? How did you? It, did, it felt like something I'd imagine a vagina to feel like. Did not feel like an asshole. I didn't have that resistance that an, yeah. an asshole might. And I know that the pee hole you can't. Get, yeah, that's you can't. you can't. You can barely see it.
2: Barely. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, I've never really looked hard. Yeah, but there's anything.
0: a lot of skin to get past, and you know that varies. You know. <laughs> so all right. So.
2: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, and dry humping too. I want to tell you something. A well, lot
0: of that. Love it. Love I'm it. Very good at that.
2: Oh, fantastic! It ruins jeans, but jeans now you can buy on ebay for I, like half the price i used to
0: come in my pants constantly <laughs> it would, because it was like this is something i can handle the other mm-hmm. thing seems like a lot of work right. and i'm not good at it yeah uh, she seems to be enjoying this thing sure. with the pants on yeah and then i know that when i finish it's over and mm-hmm. i'm embarrassed but you know
2: uh no one gets hurt is the point
0: I got hurt because oh. I was like, "Why can't I get make this happen outside of my hands?" Oh. That that took another number of years. I mean, yeah, after it really for mm-hmm. me to really master that, I was well into college.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Yeah, so, all right. so well, all, you, you reach a lot of people. It'd be nice if you could get the word out
0: about finger banging. Yeah. Well, what do you want to say, Rebecca? Let's focus in. What's the message you want out there?
2: Well, I just think that it's great. It's it's easily tra- you can travel. Mm-hmm. You can it can be done anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. No one gets hurt. There's mm-hmm. never your mm-hmm. neck Look, you, you you may get.
0: Um, now, are you looking you, to come when your finger banged?
2: Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I mean, if we're gonna if you're gonna play the game, don't you want to win?
0: Sure, but okay. that that takes some guidance and some focus. And are we talking uh, a clitoral uh, orgasm or a G spot orgasm with the finger? I mean, what...
2: whatever is available. <laughs>
0: How much success have you had uh, with this uh, finger-banging tour?
2: Pretty, pretty good. You pretty do all good. right with it? I do all right. I do, yeah. all, <laughs> I do all right. I'm actually looking for sponsors.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, <laughs> 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 it's a lost art form that I think people just skip over, is my point. And I don't think we should. We all move real fast. You know, with the internet, with social media, with our, how fast everything moves, I don't think we have to go so fast.
0: Yeah, you got to slow it down. Slow it down. Yeah. Yeah, how about Let's you? Let's not the, freak out. And-
2: y- yeah. Why is everyone r- running? <laughs> <laughs> don't
0: wanna, you don't want to. You don't want to lose the mood. We gotta get this thing in there. Everyone's
2: so rushing. <laughs> yeah, all the yeah. time. Anyway,
0: so you dressed up for your seventh grade dance. Oh yeah, yeah. Good, good memory. Fuck fucks that up.
2: Goes get out there. He says to me because he knows I'm just about to leave. it. this is the kind of shit he would pull. Yeah. Get out there. Mm-hmm. Change the rope on the doghouse. So, in other words, remove a rope that's two feet long where the dogs can't move anyways and put on another two foot long rope and the pouring down rain and the mud and the shit and the pee and I'm... Dressed? Yep. Guess what? I had to do it. Why? No choice. You do it or you get smacked around. Period.
0: Like like smacked around how hard?
2: Um, it would depend on the, on the, the infraction, but you get you piss him off enough you may take a tumble down the stairs you may get a grab on the throat where you can't breathe there's there were times where i had his hand print on my neck couldn't get my you know taking off my shirt would hurt
0: so no one thought to call social services
2: i rant my my mother who i don't talk to why well she's an idiot okay um she she too was like you know she she was just like that's your that's your father. By the way, she that's how she talks too. She's From New even, England. No, <laughs> Seattle.
0: Okay, oh, that I mean, sounded a little midwestern. It sounded Sorry. like yeah, like
2: Minnesota, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's just like that's your father, and that's what you know. You God says that that you just gotta honor your mother and your father. I was like, oh, okay, he's choking me, or if my room isn't clean, he's smacking me in the closet. Yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, just just parenting.
0: And why, why don't you talk to your mother exactly?
2: Well, at some point you just go, you went through therapy, right?
0: Yeah, I, I've gone through periods of not talking to them. To both of them.
2: Right, so you go through it, and you decide. The last trial is you kind of grow up and you just go, you know, these people are not adding anything.
0: Well, I can see how your father, who's violent and toxic, is, you know, there, there's a reason for personal and emotional safety not to engage. But your mother seems manageable.
2: Well, she she's not. Hmm. It depends. She's on the other spectrum. He's this crazy, violent, yelling, abusive, yeah. negative psycho. Yeah, and she is this passive aggressive. Everything is but Jesus. Like that, I don't know which one. It's a, it's a it's a it's the worst of both kind.
0: And what does what does she live in? A trailer. She lives in a trailer.
2: Yeah, she too lives in a trailer.
0: So they're both living in trailers and you don't talk to them. Yeah. And you have closure around that.
2: Yep. I do. I really think that I do. I mean, therapy helped you. Yeah. I mean, I could do another. I could easily do another good round of it.
0: What's a round? How long is that? Uh, I
2: don't know. I mean, I don't know. You tell me. I don't
0: fucking know. I've only, like, people think I'm Mr. Therapy. I'm I'm relatively new to, to, to therapy again. Well. I've gone through a few rounds.
2: Well, give me a round. What do you got? One month?
0: No, that's not enough for anything. Ear. That's a good start. All right.
2: Well, I think I think we just determined what a round was.
0: Yeah, but a lot of people don't think therapy is worth anything. I mean, what does a therapist know?
2: Well, you know what they do? They have a chance to stand back and tell you something, yeah. right? Yeah. That's it.
0: And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not good. Yeah,
2: so should I go, should I go for another round? Yeah, probably should.
0: Yeah? Why? You got problems?
2: Well... I mean I suppose I, I mean I don't have a mom and dad it's pretty tragic you
0: have them they're just in boxes in Washington <laughs> no she's not the <laughs> they're both in metal I've, boxes
2: I will tell you I've, every time my sister calls I, I'm always like oh my god she's gonna say is she gonna say that one of them is dead I mean I don't know how their health is I know my dad had a heart attack at one point I would heard
0: so you only talk to your sister
2: yeah she's fanal- she's fantastic
0: that's great she's you, hilarious you got one
2: got one I got a, you got a, do you have one
0: I got a little brother yeah, yeah. I talked to him okay but we're good yeah. But do you um do you ever miss Seattle? Where is your little sister living?
2: She lives in she lives in Auburn. Okay. Yeah, I do I don't I don't miss Seattle whatsoever at all. I left as soon as I was 18 and I moved to Chicago. Really? I lived in Yeah, I lived in Chicago for for uh, 10 years. Doing what? I was a janitor on an airplane.
0: This airplane thing and the dog thing which we'll get to later runs in your family.
2: Airplane yeah. and dog thing, what do you mean?
0: Your dad worked for Boeing. Oh
2: yeah, no, that there was no I worked for Delta Airlines cleaning planes, cabin service. That's what got me to Chicago. But then I I auditioned for Second City. Yeah. Like a year after I got there and I went through their training program and all that crap.
0: Wow. Yeah.
2: Never got never got hired. Right. I'm not a great improviser. But you're
0: you're dynamic character well <laughs> you put that on a business card
2: wait a minute
0: no but i mean well, like it seems like you know you could you definitely know how to hold the stage and you have a way of being well it's very defined yeah. no one no one is like you right yeah that's a blessing and a curse
2: yeah very much so yeah but i mean the improvising are, do you improvise at all or have you
0: not in a structured way. Well,
2: that's the problem. That's what I'm telling you. Is like, I and I, I went through Second City, and I, I studied with like really. It was there when I was going through Second City. You, the main stage cast who was on stage who, who I got to see every single day because you, when you're a student back then, when you're a student, yeah, you could go in and watch everybody perform and stuff, and it was awesome. And I got you know, um, Steve Carell, Steve Colbert. Um, Nia Vardalis Mitch Rouse yeah. Amy Sedaris yeah. all these guys were on stage amazing to you know Farley and all these people were, were there were there yeah wow great time to be there it was, yeah. I was 20 yeah. years old and, I'll and you had
0: not done stand 40. up yet never you just wanted to take a class because you thought this was a thing
2: no I met a, I met one of the actresses her name is Rose Abdu I met her and this other actor named Jimmy Doyle in the park uh-huh. with my husband because I just wait. gotten married to who to this guy named William Corey. He was my husband. In Chicago. Yeah, but I, when I was 18 years old, I had gotten hired at Delta Airlines and I flew to uh, England to because I was obsessed with Morrissey at the time.
0: So you were working at Delta at eight, 18 doing what?
2: Being a janitor on the plane. Yeah. Cabin service, vacuuming. Yeah. Uh, I don't like Delta. Hate it. Yeah. They're the worst. Yeah. Pilots are really aggressive flyers as well. Really? I'll say it. Yeah, a lot of them are military, ex-military pilots. Yeah. yeah, and they they land real hard. They take off real sharp. Yeah, they hit air pockets. They can't manage it.
0: Really? Yeah. What do you mean they can't manage air I've pockets?
2: I've been. Let me tell you something. I've been in a Delta. I've been on a Delta flight, and we've hit an air pocket. And I thought that's it. We were unmanageable. We were going back. It was not you. You hit air pockets all the time. Yeah. We hit an air. It was on a Delta flight, and all the the takeoffs and landings I hate. Yeah. And I hate the, a lot of the behavior of the staff. Yeah, and the rules because I was one of them. Right, went to Atlanta. Went did the whole thing. They were home, their hub, and all that. But just their their flying techniques are really, really not great. And the the pilots are all uh, milit- ex military, so it's not like they're they're looking to <laughs> to keep everyone comfy. They're like, let's just do this. Yeah, they hit an air pocket. We drop. We went nose first. We hit the air pocket, and I could feel the front of the nose of the plane like go. And I was like, hey, I screamed out loud. Yeah. Pulled out of it. Just My point is that this is not pretty, and I don't care for him. So you Why fly to like England. Him? Yeah.
0: And what happens oh. in England?
2: Meet a guy there, 18 years old. Meet him, second day I'm there. Finger 18. bang
0: or no finger bang? Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, it was New Year's Eve. Went to Trafalgar Square. Uh, William Corey, 6'2", black Irish, chef. Gorgeous, Mm. great accent. Uh Um, Lived in from Essex. Uh Essex is a really hard part of England. It's Uh a very tough, very Kent-esque. It's like a ghetto. Was he
0: an angry man?
2: No, dad died of alcohol poisoning when he was four. Hmm. Um, Mom remarried this guy who was a scumbag and abused the other kids and... Uh, he wasn't angry. He's was actually very, very calm and very sweet and uh-huh. gentle. Yeah. But n- not good at really talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, gorgeous. Stunning. Gorgeous man. And fell madly in love with him. Go back home. He gives me his earring. Very 80s. Yeah. Gives me his earring. We're dry, right, driving over the the London Bridge. Takes yeah. out his earring. Puts it in my ear. Coming back. Coming to America to get that earring. Yeah. He tells me. Yeah go back to go back home 3 months later never returns a call never returns a letter nothing yeah i get on an airplane cuz i can i work for delta it cost me 40 bucks i go to england by myself on a friday yeah cuz i want to confront him at work cuz he's a chef in, in a piccadilly circus at the holiday inn uh-huh i go to england by myself cuz i'm mad
0: that's that's follow through you had to stay mad the whole way
2: i was furious
0: that must have been furious cuz you were flying from chicago it's probably about 8 or 9 hours Just a flight, right? Yeah. And then like about two hours on each side. So you were mad. You made a plan and you had to stay focused and mad for Uh, about a a while.
2: Got off the plane. A long, long time. Half a day, I would say. Livid. Furious.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You get off the plane, you go to Piccadilly Circus.
2: No, I go to the bed and breakfast first, drop my shit off, clean up the areas. Yeah. Get on the train go to Piccadilly Circus, walk into his work. He's there. Uh huh. Working. I had no idea if he was or not, because I uh-huh. couldn't get a hold of him. Uh-huh. I didn't even know if he even worked there. Uh-huh. I tell the guy at the front desk, is William Corey working. Because well, Corey's not my last name. Yeah. But I kept it. I'm like, yes he is. Can I ask it? I said, no, you can't. You can't ask who's asking. <laughs>
0: and they went ahead and got him anyway?
2: <laughs> I said, ma'am, we we do need I said, I don't I don't I don't I don't care what you need I'm here and I'm gonna need him to come right out of the side service door which I saw and I need him to come right out and I'll be standing there that's what you can tell him that there's just and they said well could we no you can't tell him who I am you can't tell my name so they said okay i was standing there I would not leave until they made a phone call to the kitchen Uh I could hear the guy on the phone there's a small American she seems a bit pissed Uh she would like to speak to you uh huh so they hang up the phone. They said, he'll be coming out that door in just a few minutes. I go, great.
0: <laughs> yeah?
2: Yeah, thank you for your Does service. Does this end with
0: him proposing? Uh-huh. Keep going. So he comes out the door.
2: His face looks like he's uh, he is in shock,
0: uh-huh. sweating. An angry American has flown uh-huh. across the pond. And
2: by the way, the outfit I was wearing then, wow. Good? Terrible. Okay. Bad. News.
0: Yeah, you should have done a special in it.
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I should have went on Kona. Yeah. Yeah. Should have okay. saved that outfit. What, yeah. what,
0: what was the outfit that oh. this, this, this sandbagged man okay, ready? opened the door to?
2: Beyond sandbagged. Yeah. Paisley? Yeah. Yellow? Yeah. Paisley's brown? Uh-huh. Paisley's brown. Uh huh. Uh, They were tapered, pleated, uh-huh. black slacks. Uh-huh. Don't remember the shoes. I think I blocked it out. Yeah. He walks out yeah. and I go, hey.
0: <laughs> hey. With, the, with those eyes, I hope.
2: Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. up? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> he's like, he's very soft spoken hello, and I go, (laughs) I go, I'm not kidding. Just in the neighborhood, thought I'd stop by.
0: (laughs) Great tone.
2: I (laughs) said, uh, where's the letters? (laughs) I sent you a lot of fucking letters. Uh Where are they? You forgot? Uh You didn't write back? It wasn't important? Uh I said, remember this earring? I had the earring. Remember I told you you gave me?
0: The earring was in your ear. Yeah. Yeah. I pointed at it.
2: Yeah. I said, uh, did you forget about that? I didn't. (laughs) Yeah. So I took it out. I said, give me your hand. He put his hand out. I slapped it (laughs) in his hand. And I said, you go fuck yourself. (laughs) Turned around. Walked away. Very dramatic. Uh That is when you exit. You don't linger. You have done it. You have flown across the
0: you're saying this as if this is a common thing and that you know, this, you've know you talked to other people that have done this and this is an instruction this is how it's done when people fly across countries. Actually
2: I didn't really realize until this very moment how actually uncommon it is to yeah. be honest uh-huh. so I go and I do that and I'm like that's it and I was like shaking heart beating out of my chest I'm like fucking did I did it yeah. fuck him Yeah, and how dare you fucking fuck me like in my yeah. mind I'm like yeah. So I'm storming down the street. Yeah. He dramatically comes running back. He's shaking. You know, he's got the shaky lip. Look, can you just please talk to me? Please talk to me. I said, no. No. I've said everything I need to say. You're a fucko. Fuck yourself. How yeah. dare you? Yeah. Of course, he, you know, he's hot. So yeah. we talk. Yeah. Go back to the canteen. He <laughs> gets me a cup of coffee out of the machine.
0: <laughs> out of the machine. Yeah. Classy.
2: Uh-huh. So we sit down, we're having a cup of coffee. In walks a girl, really well-dressed, yeah. n- the opposite of how I look. She's yeah. looks great, <laughs> Yeah, tall, thin, I'm short, yeah. it, it, horrible. I, 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 I'm wearing the worst outfit. Yeah. She walks in, she starts crying. She looks at me, looks at him, storms out.
0: This happened in the canteen. Yep. So something's up.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. I go, who the fuck was that? <laughs>
0: you have the other ear
2: <laughs> so anyway he yeah. was banging her uh whatever i married him huh you i mar- married him how does it go how does it get from the canteen
0: to marriage
2: well uh, i go back to chicago he ends up coming out to chicago about three months later we take the bus down to city hall so we we, we we get a dog. We adopt a dog. And we're in the park. We're in a, in a, um, Lincoln Park.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And uh, these two actors from Second City walk by. And they're like, can we see your dog? And I was like, yeah. He's a little German Shepherd puppy. Yeah. So we start talking. They're, they're like, do you know what Second City is? I was like, no. I'd literally been in, in Chicago, I think, at this point, uh, like two months, uh-huh. eight weeks. Uh-huh. And he's out there now. Yeah. Here's, a num- here's an unbelievable fact. He bought a plane ticket to San Francisco and yeah. took a bus from San Francisco to Chicago. uh uh-huh. Cuz he thought San Francisco was right next to Chicago. Uh-huh. It was just a side note. This
0: is good uh good anyway, stock to yeah. marry into.
2: Yeah. Good. So wait,
0: so you married him, you were there for what, less than a year in Chicago, and he flew out, and you just said, fuck it, let's get married. Yeah. He, he needed he, a green card. He, he
2: did. He did need a green card, because he was there, you know, he ended up staying there, he's working out at the table at some restaurants, he's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant chef. How long did you stay married? Five years.
0: Why'd you stop? Well, he was an idiot. You were an idiot. No, he is. Yeah?
2: Yeah, I mean, you just, you get, you know, and you're young, and the the fights, and the thing, and the... Ugh, it just not not good. I mean, I got married. I got married at twenty years old. Got divorced at twenty five years old. And we're our birthday is one day apart.
0: So you just it just fizzled out. It was well, not...
2: no, there's big fights and you know all that crap and the yeah. and you know you know separations and the walking in the rain and the crying and the garbage. Just like it's it was like one big it was like one big Alanis Morissette video or yeah. something. It was just like a long. Dramatic, Did, and I found that was, video
0: start, you know, with your trip to England because I'd like that. That would be, I guess, video. it does
2: now. I mean, I,
0: yeah, I it should start there.
2: It's insane, right? To think mm-hmm. about that, and
0: then do a time montage, thing. yeah.
2: Oh, by the way, found out his mother was the one stealing all of the letters and throwing them, throwing them away because she knew how much he liked me. So, um, yeah, I was married to him, and then I was engaged to another guy in Chicago after that. Kept trying, yeah, yeah, and then found him in a, uh, A uh, film with a man. No. Yeah.
0: How? What?
2: Two and a half years. You were
0: were, were engaged to him for how long?
2: Two and a half. Well, we were together two and a half years, engaged for a year.
0: And you're what? You're you're at a movie?
2: Oh. Oh, no. I'm at home. Uh Uh-huh. He's jogging. Uh Uh-huh. And... He jogged a lot, and I lived on the lake. Do you know Chicago very well? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, I lived in Rogers Park, the end.
0: I like Rogers Park. Okay. That's where Main Stage com- the main stage Theater is. I play there a lot.
2: Oh, okay. Okay, so he would go jogging on the the lake a mm-hmm. lot. And you know what goes on on the lake? Cruising? Yeah. A little of that? A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just, I'm not saying, I don't oh. have facts, but, you know, I did laundry. Mm-hmm. And I would find numbers mm-hmm. of uh, just numbers of guys.
0: Bruce, Doug, running buddies.
2: Yeah. He meets them running on the, and I said, you know, what's weird is I've run before. Yeah. In my life.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: And I don't, no one has ever, at any point in my entire life, I had this conversation with them. I said, no one has ever, at any point in my entire life, ever, ever ran up to me and handed me their number. <laughs> it was like that you know it's just i don't know i mean these guys we just run a lot you know that's what happens you meet a guy you're running and i said who has a pen yeah who who because that is i literally was like who who has do you have Uh a scrap of paper and a pen on you and when you run up are you like hey you seem to be doing the same action i'm doing do you want to I don't get it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, four of those. Four numbers. Running buddies. Fine. You let that go. Because you can't prove anything if someone's saying that they just like to run and they make friends.
0: But your suspicion was raised a little? Or were you just completely bearded out? (laughs) Well. I guess a beard knows they're a beard. Were you in complete denial
2: no, I didn't. First time I ever met him, he was in a gay play naked. He was on a, a pl- in a play on Belmont Avenue at this this gay theater. And he did work at a gay bar. But wait, all of those things so- sound like this is my maybe may a gay guy.
1: Yeah. But
2: but no. I mean, it, it was weird. It was like I and I'm a real in I'm a real get inside your shit kind of, mm. you know? Mhm. Don't I seem that way?
0: You did. <laughs> <laughs> seems like a rough sell now but i'm following (laughs) i'm on board (laughs) (laughs) this guy really threw you a curveball i guess
2: yeah because gay bar quit working at went back to school to be, be a teacher yeah okay so he he then um whatever he just bottom line i'm at home i'm unloading boxes yeah it's I've been in the we've been together for two and a half years we moved into this new mm-hmm. place we've been there for like six to eight months yeah I'm unloading a box yeah there's boxes you're
0: engaged at this time yeah okay you got a ring I do mm. on mm. my hand sure unloading boxes with the ring on your hand
2: pull out a VHS
0: like a hand done one or like a
2: well, it's it's a little indie, but it's done. Mm-hmm.
0: Like someone, oh, box. Right. someone a, went
2: to Kinko's. You can buy I'll it. say that.
0: Okay. You can buy this. It would be in the rental section. or
2: I don't know about that. It's not that What's indie. it called? There was no name on it.
0: What was on the cover?
2: Uh, he was laying on a man, on a man's chest with three roses. And his name was on it. Uh-huh. And the other guy's name was on it. His real name? Yeah.
0: So this was not like for. This was like a, a love letter between two men. It wasn't like available for.
2: No, I'll tell you exactly what it was. It wasn't. I don't think it was available for. I don't think you could go to. So did you bus. throw it
0: in the in the VHS? Sure did. Yeah, you did. Sure did. Ah, uh-huh. and how was sure that? Sure did.
2: Couldn't get it in there fast enough.
0: Yeah, that's one of those things you want to do quick.
2: Real, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> you can't I couldn't get it out of the box fast. I couldn't get shit on fast enough.
0: Engagement ring shaking with shaking, your hands. Yeah. yeah.
2: Just, you want to do it so uh-huh. fast. Yeah. I, I put it in. I play. I'm in front. It's literally I'm standing alone. It was daylight.
0: Watching your fiance.
2: Doing acting. There's some acting going on.
0: That's how it opens.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Apparently it's a student film for Columbia College. And there's a scene in front of a fireplace. Yeah.
0: These two guys,
2: my fiance in yeah. underwear yeah. and nothing else, Yeah. and the man, the other man in underwear and nothing else, uh-huh. and then some dancing starts. Just there's they start. Moving. So you're thinking
0: still an art film, maybe.
2: At this point, I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on?
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I guess that was answered for you.
2: They start making out. Now, I can't help Uh that I'm kind of turned on Mm -hmm. because that's who I am as a lady. Yeah. But I'm very aware that that's my fiance. Mm -hmm. And I'm also aware that that is not what I was aware of. No one has ever. Not in
0: the agreement. Not new knowledge, new information, as our friend would say. New information.
2: New information. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: No one at any time ever in two and a half years ever said, Hey, Rebecca, just a side note. I did a gay film.
0: Mm-hmm. Did he do it a long time ago? It was a-
2: Apparently it was two years before I met him.
0: Okay. No relief there.
2: Nope. So I'm looking for boners because I want to know. I know you're acting, but I also want to know if you have a boner. Now I know I've learned from a very young age, You don't boners don't mean a lot. Boners are not something you should be flattered by. Yeah. They happen. They come and go. So I'm thinking if he has a boner, it's still not like in my brain. I'm thinking this is I was thinking so many. Did he have a boner? Yes, Uh he did. It was not out. There was Uh no jerking or sucking or any of that stuff
0: yet or at all.
2: Well, here's what's unbelievable. This is this is the part that literally it it hurts me. I stopped it when he ended up laying on top of the guy in a bed.
0: Yeah.
2: Chest on chest. Yeah boxers to boxers yeah making out yeah pretty good yeah i stopped it it's something i wrap for the rest of my life because i don't i don't know i i to this day i do not know i stopped it i was so outraged uh-huh. that i took it out i put it in, and i waited for him to get home and when he got home i sat him down mm-hmm. and i said how was your day hey you said hey yeah how, how was your day how was your day <laughs> good? yeah good was yeah was it <laughs> was it
0: good? was good it's a good day yeah great yeah
2: how's yours wonderful yeah wonderful mine was wonderful my day
0: yeah
2: um is there anything at all if i were to ask you right now that you have failed to tell me there tiny little piece of you a little tiny piece of information that you could think of if i were to ask you is there anything on earth that you would want to tell me yeah does anything come to mind yeah no he's like no Uh why no not one not one thing yeah no not you can't think of a single fucking thing
0: yeah
2: no Uh uh-huh I took out, I had the tape. I go, bam, what about that? What about you having a boner with a man? That doesn't ring a bell? His face was like, he was horrified when he saw that. This is before
0: the internet. This guy we have a tape around.
2: Student film. Why would I tell you about that? Student film. Why would I, I swear to you, why would I? I said, I'm going to tell you something right now. That is an important detail to tell somebody that you are going to, you intend on spending the rest of your life with, that you happen to have a boner with a man and it was filmed. How does that escape you? How does that escape you?
0: He didn't say, so he didn't watch the whole movie? He did. (laughs) (laughs) He did not. Oh, boy.
2: And I never did watch the whole movie. Oh, I'm so mad about it.
0: So what What happened?
2: He basically, this is what's insane, is that in the end, I just, I believed him. And I, he basically <gasps> was just like, it was a student film, and and you know, is what it is. And I didn't do anything he wrong. He guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't, mm. I don't know. But you know, yeah, and then I stayed with him for like another six months, and then I was like, you know, it's a wrap on that. I don't, I'm done.
0: Why, because more numbers, more running?
2: No, just everything. I just couldn't. I couldn't shake it all off. It was a lot. It was a lot. And I've said to him, you know, have you ever had a penis in your mouth? I want to know right now. Have you? And I said, and and you don't. It's not. It's not anything to be ashamed of. I just want you to tell me. Have you ever put a penis in your mouth? I have the right to know that. I have a ring on my finger. Yeah. And he was like, no.
0: Did you ask him the other? Did you ever tell him if you ever put a penis?
2: Yeah, in? and I was like, "Have you ever touched a man? Have you ever wanted to be with a man? Are you a gay man? Are you gay? If you're gay, just tell me. We can totally be friends. That's a total lie. <laughs> but I was saying like, <laughs> we can be friends, but you just have to tell me. Uh-huh. And he was like, "No, I am not." And I said, "Have you ever wanted to? You aren't living it, obviously. But have you ever mm-hmm. wanted to? When you jog and you meet mm-hmm. a man, what does that make you feel?" He was like, Rebecca, you are fucking making shit up. There's nothing I'm going to ever say that's going to make you. I want to be with you for the rest of my life. I said, you may want to be with me for the rest of your life, but you may want to put your dick inside of a man and that's fine. But what I'm asking (laughs) you to do is tell me. Anyway, it didn't work out. Rough morning a bit. Well, it was actually afternoon. Mm Yeah. Yeah. And More. then I moved to moved to back home briefly to Seattle for a minute and then moved to LA. Now, have
0: you ever done any research on that, that guy? Where, where mm-hmm. that and?
2: Five years ago, I learned that if you put a person's name in Google, but you put the things around it, the, the quotes, yeah. the, the, it will narrow down the search. Yeah, okay. Looked him up. Yeah. He's now teaching at a college in a suburb. He's teaching girls basketball. Married two kids.
0: Did did you you keep the tape?
2: I didn't. Anyway, what does that say? It says that I was wrong. I could have walked away from a guy who was really willing to be dedicated to me for the rest of his life.
0: You don't know that that's true.
2: Married two kids. So
0: so what? Some of the greatest gay men in the world have been married with kids. Then I
2: moved back to Seattle for a minute
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and saved money and moved to L.A.
0: And started doing comedy
2: literally like three months after I got here, I had an agent and she said, go do stand-up comedy at the Improv. Didn't even know what the Improv was. She said it's a showcase for a thing called the the Montreal Comedy Festival. Uh-huh. First time I ever did stand-up comedy was at the Improv. Yeah. I did five minutes. Yeah. I got accepted into the Montreal Comedy Festival.
0: And you went, new faces. New faces. How'd that go?
2: Great. Great. Did a guest star on... Uh, Anthony Clark, you know you know, yeah. he was hosting it. Yep. He put me on yes dear, did a first guest star from there. I mean I did a lot I got a movie, I did a lot of good stuff after that. Uh-huh. Um, then completely mismanaged.
0: All right, so you had a good run?
2: Yeah, had a good run. I had a good run. Now I'm an uh, advocate, an activist on top of all that.
0: And you do good comedy, open for me, you're funny.
2: That was really fun. Yeah. Thanks for letting me do that. Yeah. That was a good, you, you have a loyal following of people who yeah. love you so much. You're so lucky. I have like 12, I think, people who are like into me.
0: <laughs> That's, well, you're just not out there enough. Yeah, well. What's So tell me about the advocacy. What's the group called?
2: Uh, well, my foundation is called the Stand Up for Pits Foundation.
0: And you, de- you basically deal with um, abused pits.
2: Yes, pit bulls. Pitbulls, yeah, they're my favorite.
0: And you have uh, uh, an abuse victim. I do. That I you a, love.
2: I love her so much. Like every time I think of you and her, I just <laughs> remember when we were playing. What were we playing? Tile rummy. Yeah, something like <laughs> that. And she walked on the tiles, and you went, "Nope." And, <laughs> and, you, put <laughs> and you put two fingers between her eyes, and she just stopped. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A new thing for her.
2: It made me laugh, sorry. You just went, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: I thought it was kind.
2: It was amazing. It was two fingers in between her eyes, and she just sort of froze. <laughs> she like thought about it. Like this is weird.
0: Continue to walk across, and then the I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna
2: walk across. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's pretty awesome. So, yeah, it's all inspired by her, and you know, people How'd are. How would you get her? People are fucked up. Um... I got her through a small rescue group. I had lost a dog and I was devastated by it. And I started going on a few weeks after my other dog passed away. Uh-huh. I went online and just read about her story and contacted the rescue and someone had apparently, you know, home cropped her ears. either I don't know, razor blades, scissors, uh-huh. whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and someone dumped battery acid all over her back. And so she was a mess and she'd had her knee replaced. A rescue did pull her, but she, they kept her alive in the South Central Shelter for like two months, which is unheard of. And so they were like, Do, will you foster her? Because she just got her knee replaced. And was, So I said, yeah. And of course, like three weeks later, I was absolutely in love with her. And then I started learning about how people hate them so much. And I'd be walking down the street and people would be <laughs> bolting to the other side of the street. And I, you know, I would be like, what the fuck is going what is going on and i would you know if i if a kid was walking toward me the parent would and i was like what i had no idea i i just was like and finally i said to someone what the fuck is your problem like is this you got a problem and um since then i've learned to talk (laughs) to the public a little bit better Uh but i learned people fear these dogs for their life and it's absolutely insane it's absurd and it's mainly the media. And so I've been, I dedicated one year of my life to organize the first ever March on Washington. I've permitted the West Lawn of the U.S. Capitol myself. We got crazy 13, like the average age dogfighter is like 13 to 21 years old. They're fight young boys are fighting dogs and mutilating them and lighting them on fire and fighting them in trunks of cars and fighting them in U-Hauls and It's insane, and it's like our government has spent tons of money on studies that show that if you abuse an animal, the chances of you abusing a human is very likely that you will go on to commit a crime. it's
0: a societal problem.
2: Yeah, for sure, because I'm not a very political kind of gal. Yeah. I'm not really into that, Uh Um, but... I just hate discrimination, and I hate that you know, angry people, scared, fearful people want are so quick to say, "Let's you know, kill them all." Oh, one bit of kid will we'll kill it. Kill them all. It's it's insane. So, I'm I'm taking you know, I'm I've taken a lot of crap for it. It's not a popular cause. It's not when you say the word pit bull. Yeah. Immediately, people are like, mm-hmm. so,
0: "What's the flack you get?"
2: I've had death threats. From? People who hate pit bulls. They've said I hope, you know. People who
0: are victims of pit bulls? Or I've never
2: met or or ever spoken to a person who's a victim of a pit bull. And I certainly don't, I'm, I'm, I would never, if a pit bull hurt a human, I certainly don't think that that's okay. I don't think that an animal hurting an animal or an animal hurting a person or vice versa is okay. In, by any means, but I also think knowledge and facts are important. And you know, the for over three decades, this breed is the most targeted breed in the world. They're they're banned everywhere. They are they can be seized from your hands as you're walking down the street in Canada, and all. it's insane. So yeah, it's been a huge part of my life, and it's the flack is just like you know you don't you don't. I guess I mean, if you ever stood up for something that you really really believe in, there's hmm. always people that. Hate oh yeah.
0: You, oh yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, they'll hate you just for believing in yourself.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you feel good?
2: Yeah. I can't wait for my dad to hear. It. Do you think he has a radio?
0: He'd need a computer. Oh. He's not gonna hear it. Yeah.
2: So, I feel like we taught I think that a lot of people learned stuff today. Sure.
0: Sure. I a lot about a lot of things. <laughs> you know, how to, you know, stalk someone internationally, the momentum needed. The right. telltale signs that someone you might be engaged to is gay, right? Uh, the need for more finger banging,
2: right? What else did we? <laughs> we really
0: did. Mobile gums. We learned about mobile gums. We learned about also um,
2: animal abuse
0: activism. But, yeah, and 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 specifically the job of plugging the holes on the fl- on the
2: planes <laughs> with putty.
0: With putty and that uh we hate know, delta yeah delta's bad you know grabbing uh, your child by the neck is abuse but sometimes you can't do anything about it cuz mommy's simple
2: <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> i see you have a needlepoint thing there i may actually need point that up mommy is simple. simple
0: are you conscious of the fact that you had that traumatic experience when you were a young teenager with that dog that your father abused as you do you see that as a source to your to, to your activism
2: i see it as a i see it as the absolute 100 percent source of why i do this because i the dog's name was jones i can't even talk about the dog with my sister or any, yeah. we, it's like something that we, it's this really gross, dark secret. Uh-huh. So it's something I, you know, I wake up thinking about, I have nightmares about. Still. Yeah, oh yeah. My God. It's a horrible, 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 horrible feeling. And it's a, it's a hundred percent. I think it's what definitely without question, it's what makes me. It gives me the strength to continue on if when people are being like, when I'm getting bombarded by the animals, the stupid idiots in the animal community or idiots that hate pit bulls or idiots in general telling me I don't know what I'm doing or doing it wrong or whatever. I think that that's, that experience, carrying it with me through for years, still being disgustedly haunted by it, enraged by it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah because I I feel that you know obviously my my cause is for pit bulls because I I feel like in a lot of ways they're like that dog they have no voice they're innocent they're being they have there's there's there there is no way for them that the underdog they are never ever going to be unless someone stands up and does something they're never ever going to be <laughs> What why are you laughing it's getting me I'm, get I'm getting
0: choked up because you're cause, are you well you're you're the underdog too well Thank you. (laughs) Man, she's full of the beans, that Rebecca Corey. That was fun. Look, folks, as always, WTFPod.com for all your WTFPod needs. If you're new to the show, go go get that free app. Upgrade to premium. Stream them all. Do it up. Leave some comments. Do whatever you want. Buy some merch. My hands... My hands are tingling. Ugh, oh, maybe it's because I drink too much. Pow! Look out! I just shit my pants. JustCoffee.coop available at WTF Pod. Get the WTF blend. I get a little, a little on the back end there. I, I seem kind of chipper, but I'm a little out of my mind. Oh, tonight uh, I'm airing on IFC. Boomer. Boomer. Boomer lives.